When we look at our competitors, it can feel, especially as business owners, like they have all of the clients, they have all the money, they have the big team, they're doing all these things, but you don't always know the back end and the background of what is actually happening within the business. I recently had a conversation with someone who would be considered a direct competitor with my business. And I am well aware that our businesses, even though we have very similar offerings, are very different. We do things differently. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. One of the things that I see so many people get wrong when they are launching a podcast is that they don't do the market research. You might be thinking, why in the world would I need to do market research about a podcast? And what does that even mean? How do I do it? What does it look like? I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) That's okay. We're going to talk through it today. I'm really excited about this episode because there are so many aspects of launching a podcast and having launched 15 podcasts in the last year and a half with three more about to launch in the next month or so, we've done a lot in launching and understand the different nuances and things that kind of go into launching a podcast, which is why I talk very vehemently (laughs) about not launching your podcast in two weeks Don't do it. Please, 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 for the love of Tom and Jerry, do not launch your podcast in two weeks. I want you to make sure that your podcast is super successful. I want you to set your podcast apart from your competition, especially if you're using your podcast to grow your business. You want to ensure that the content that you're creating, that the things that you're doing and the way that you're showing up is going to be in alignment with what the market needs and the market wants, but it also is a way for you to show up differently than your competitors. But how are you gonna know that if you don't do that initial market research? I understand that doing market research sometimes, especially if you're someone who struggles with imposter syndrome, can be really overwhelming and make you feel like, whoa, wait a minute, I don't know that I really want to even do this. I don't know how I'm going to show up as an expert because all these people are so much better than I am at this. First of all, take a deep breath. In your nose, out your mouth, take a deep breath. You can always hire someone to do this market research for you. If you want to hire a virtual assistant, you want to hire my team, we can book that into a strategy session. Just let me know. And I'm always happy to help with that stuff. So send me a DM if you're like, I want to do market research, but I'm not sure how to do it. Please help me. We can set you up. That's not a problem. So first things first, as I'm going through each of the different elements of your market research, I want to let you know I'm going to use some examples and I'm going to pretend 
that I am a dog trainer and what my podcast might look like as a dog trainer. I understand that you might be a coach, you might be a service provider, you might be something completely different. This is just to give you an idea of the different types of things that you're going to look for. And it also helps that this imaginary dog training business has one-on-one services, has coaching, and has courses. So this is going to give you like a very well-rounded idea of how to do the market research for either a service business or a coaching business or one that has courses. So first, let's talk about the importance of market research. I got my bachelor's in marketing and another one in business management. So I have a dual bachelor's and market research is something that if you've done any type of business classes or marketing classes, you know how important this stuff is. It's important to understand what is going on in the industry, but it's also important to analyze your competitors, see what they're doing. And like I said before, make sure that you're finding ways to differentiate yourself. When I say market research, I don't necessarily mean how many people are listening to podcasts. What age range are these people who are listening to podcasts? What countries have the most downloads? What apps are those countries using? That stuff is super important and it's great to look into. Buzzsprout recently came out with a blog post and I'll make sure that we link it in the show notes, but it gives all of the 2021 and that's when this episode goes live. So we'll try to keep that updated. But the 2021 podcast market stats, check that out. Get a feel for what you want to do with your podcast in that regard but this market research is gonna be very different. Let's jump into each of the different sections for the market research. These are the different ones that my team does. We look through these things, we analyze them. And just to give you kind of a time frame, we don't spend more than five hours on it. It is still really thorough research, but we kind of have to put a time limit on it. Otherwise, we will be going down a rabbit hole of tons and tons of podcasts. The first thing that you're going to look at is the purpose of the podcast. This is where you're going to get really clear on why you are creating this podcast. So for my dog training podcast that I am going to pretend to create, and I'm doing this market research on the purpose of this dog training podcast is to drive traffic to my services, my coaching, and my courses, to establish my thought leadership as a dog trainer in my community, and to create content that is going to serve my audience while still continuing to grow that relationship with them. So furthering a relationship with my audience. So those are the three purposes of my pretend dog podcast. Now you notice there, I was very clear on some of those goals. My goals were to drive traffic to my paid services. It was to establish my thought leadership and to connect with my audience on a deeper level. So I know that I'm going to funnel all of my content through that lens. The next section is going to be What is the purpose of the content that I'm creating? This is a little different than the podcast in that 
You're talking more about the type of content you want to create that then feeds into the purpose. Now, the reason we did it in this order is because once you have that purpose, you can get more clear on the type of content that you want to actually produce. So here I know I'm going to, for this pretend dog training podcast, the purpose of that content is going to be to educate dog owners on some training strategies that they can do themselves while still hinting and driving them to those services, that coaching, and my courses where they can DIY it. It's to inspire potential dog owners to take a chance because training a dog takes effort but is worth it, to showcase products or other services that are complementary to my services that are going to help either educate or inspire the audience. Now, those are the three purposes of my content. You can come up with as many as you want. I usually try to say stick with around three to five for the purpose of the podcast and for the purpose of the content. Next, you're gonna go into who is listening. So I've got some dog lovers, maybe they just love dogs and so they're listening to all the dog podcasts. They might not stay as listeners, but I know that I'm going to be able to attract those people. I've got some dog owners who need support. And then I've got those who are considering getting a dog but aren't really sure where to start. Or they are considering a dog that might have behavioral issues and they want to make sure that it's going to be something that they can handle. So those are the people who are listening to my show. Next, I'm going to analyze competitor podcasts. Here, I would say come up with about 10, if possible, podcasts that are going to be competitors or direct competitors. So I did a search for dog training podcasts. I just slapped that into Google and said dog training podcasts. And I've got drinking from the toilet bowl, real dogs, real training, no bad dogs podcast, your new puppy dog training and dog behavior lessons to help you turn your new puppy into a well-behaved dog, the puppy training podcast, creative dog training online podcast, and more. There are a ton of dog training podcasts here. I actually did not know that there was such a market for dog training podcasts. So I'm going to look at those really big podcasts, the ones that show up first under dog training Look at how they title, look at maybe the colors they use for their graphics, and then I'm going to write a small synopsis. So this could literally be you copying and pasting what their podcast description is, and then I recommend you listen to one and maybe two, if it's a short podcast, episodes to determine what type of content and the style of the podcast. Once you've done that, you can then get an idea of how in-depth they go, what types of guests they have. Maybe there are some potential guests on there that they have had that you're like, oh, I'd love to have that person on my show. There's so much information that you can get from the market research. Once you've analyzed about 10 competitor podcasts, so you've written down their description, you've listened to one or two episodes of the podcast, and you've kind of gotten a baseline of the type of content they're creating and how you can maybe differentiate yourself, 
Then you're going to break those competitors down to who are those direct competitors. So who are the people that are offering the dog training services, coaching, and courses? So if there's someone who is only offering dog training, one-on-one, in-person services in their local community, but they have a podcast, they might not be a direct competitor for someone who is offering courses for those who want to DIY it, or they might not be those who offer virtual coaching. So you want to make sure that the competitors that you're pulling, those direct competitors, are very much actual competitors with you. I want to also note here, I want you to pull out what makes you different than this person. Because so often we can look at our competitors and think, there's no room for me. And we're going to go a little mindset here. (laughs) So bear with me. If mindset is not your jam, it's my jam. So we're just going to flow with this. When we look at our competitors, it can feel, especially as business owners, like they have all of the clients, they have all the money, they have the big team, they're doing all these things, but you don't always know the back end and the background of what is actually happening within the business. I recently had a conversation with someone who would be considered a direct competitor with my business. So she has a podcast management agency. She offers a few different services than I do. She offers some things that I absolutely will not ever offer, at least right now in this iteration of my business. And she's actually shifting her business to also help people create podcast management agencies. That's fantastic. I don't want to go that route. I don't want to go that direction. And I am well aware that our businesses even though we have very similar offerings, are very different. We do things differently. I show up for my clients in a different way than she does. I launch podcasts in a different way than she does. Always know that just because someone has the same business model as you, just because someone is considered, quote unquote, a direct competitor, that does not mean that there is no room for you. Even if this person has hundreds of podcast episodes, they've been publishing and publishing and publishing, there is room, especially in the podcasting world and the podcasting space. Yes, there are tons of podcasts out there, but guess what? Most of them are not producing anymore and people are always looking for new content and new podcasts to listen to. If you're a true crime fan, you know that you don't listen to just one true crime podcast. You probably listen to five or six different ones that are your favorite, and then you kind of splice some other ones in there as you find them and as you get intrigued by that podcast. There is room for you. So when you're analyzing these direct competitors, make sure that you pull out what makes you different. How can you show up different? How can you take a maybe aggressive stance against something that they say? When I started my business, I knew that I did not want to launch people's podcasts quickly. I knew that it took time. I knew that it took effort. I was also by myself doing it. I didn't have my team. I didn't have the amazing support that I have now. And as someone who was trying to DIY it and grow my business 
and still charge top dollar, I knew that I needed to be strategic in the way that I showed up and talked about launching a podcast. So you'll notice that I talk often about don't launch your podcast in 14 days. There are competitors, direct competitors who have podcast management agencies that have courses or products or services that are like, yes, launch your podcast in two weeks. And I'm like, no, don't do that, please. Here is why. So where can you show up different? How can you show up different? And maybe how can you show up in a very, not? I don't wanna say combative, but in an aggressive stance against maybe what the rest of your industry is stating or standing behind. The next section is going to be, what is your podcast about? So here you're gonna take the purpose of the podcast, the purpose of the content, who is listening, and your direct competitors and what's making you different, and you're going to come up with your podcast description. So this helps you in, getting that description that makes sense, that's going to be good for search engine optimization. And you're going to say, all right, this is what my podcast is about. Alicia Galati, the host of the Dog Training Podcast, and then I would maybe throw in some accolades or some certifications that I have, inspires dog owners to take their dog training to the next level. She does this by offering tips, tricks, and strategies around training either your new dog. So say my podcast, I've done my market research and I found that a lot of podcasts talk about puppies and how to train puppies. And so maybe I want to focus my podcast on training an older dog or training a new dog that is an adult dog or a young adult dog. So that's going to be my stance. That's going to be my spin on the content. That means that I need to ensure that what I'm saying does not have to do with puppies and I don't have puppy experts on or anything like that. So as I'm saying what my podcast is about, I'm also maybe going to include, you know, a phrase about you can't teach an old dog new tricks or something like that and say, but we think you can because this is what we focus on and training young adults and older dogs to help them live better lives, as well as give owners peace of mind or whatever. You know, like, obviously, I'm not a dog trainer. This is all hypothetical. (laughs) Just trying to give you an idea of what this market research might look like for you. Then I'm going to go into some potential topics. So the potential topics are going to be what you saw competitors talking about. What are some of those topics that you can talk about as well? Obviously, you don't want to listen to their episode and quote them word for word, but it still gives you an idea of the type of content that your audience would potentially be interested in and how you can discuss this stuff with your audience. So list out those potential topics. Also throw in ones that you have been kind of ruminating on and some things that you want to talk about. Make sure that within those potential topics, They still align with the purpose of your podcast as well as with the purpose of the content. So that's why those ones were first, you know, we're breaking down big picture stuff and then bringing it down to some very easy, actionable, okay, here is what the podcast is about. We're going to use that for our description or we're going to tweak it to be our description. And then here's what the potential topics are. This is what it is. Here we go. That's going to make it very easy for you to 
clearly and effectively communicate your topic with your audience. So I'm going to run through these one more time. For your market research, you're going to go over the purpose of your podcast, the purpose of your podcast content, who is listening. You're going to analyze some competitor podcasts, keep it around 10, and then pull some direct competitors from that list. Then determine what makes you different. You're going to write out what your podcast is about and then list out some potential podcast topics. That is the end of your market research. Now, as you can see from what we've kind of established here, you are now set to keep moving forward with your podcast. After we do this market research with our clients, we go right into recording the trailer and recording the outro and the intro because we already know what the show's about. We know how we're going to show up for the podcast. We know some of the topics we're going to be discussing. And so all we needed to do was that market research And then it drives us into, okay, now let's start recording. Let's start taking action. Again, if you have any questions about market research or you are feeling overwhelmed and would love some support in this, shoot me a DM. I'm always happy to chat through things with you, brainstorm with you, or you can always offload it to our team via a strategy session. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy. 